All right, well, I'm sideways. Sorry, That's guys. okay. That's, fine. <laughs> That's all right, fine. That's usually how I see hockey players anyway, because I'm always on the floor. So. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> and the home of the Episode 87 of the Hit the Deck Podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And I know I say this from time to time, but James and I have got quite a show for you. We've got quite a guest for you. We have got a great show. And, you know, I I I I don't have any reservations whatsoever about telling you that. I, I think you're going to enjoy it. I know James and I are very excited to be able to present it to you on a silver platter. And so this is going to be a good one. This is uh, you, have, you have my humble rhino oath that it's going to be a good one. And right, right here up at the top, one thing I do have reservations about, and I have to sincerely apologize to you, dear listener, was that James and I, well... It's Olympic time, and James and I, we had a fever. Those, those two things are mutually exclusive. We, it is the Olympics, and we were sick. So it's not... Uh... Yes, James and I were ill. Terribly, terribly ill. I mean, not life-threatening or anything, but, you know, obviously too ill to present you with a quality podcast, which is why we didn't uh, last week. And it has nothing at all to do with us getting blitzed in celebration of our second birthday <laughs> as a podcast, right? That would have been a good excuse, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, I wasn't hungover. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you, James? I'm have you, doing have much you sufficiently recovered? I think I have. Yes. At least it's good to have the voice yeah. back because if you can't mm-hmm. speak, it doesn't make for a good podcast. Oof. But we, but, but yeah, but we made up for it. I guarantee you for this one. <laughs> How are you feeling, sir? I'm feeling, I'm still feeling a little bit ragged, like uh, I'm coughing, and I do feel a little bit of fatigue more than usual. But on the whole, I am a lot better than I was this time last week. So I, you know, applaud your (laughs) suggestion of skipping the week, even though it pains me to have to do so. I think it probably was the best for both of us, and the listener got a chance to go back and check out the archives. So... You know, win, 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 I guess. Yeah, Plus, and, and as we spoke about uh, Georges Vezina, where the man literally pretty much almost dropped dead because he didn't want to come out of the game, mm-hmm. I decided it would be better to pull the plug on last week's podcast for your sake because, yeah, you, you'd do the podcast even if you were delirious and had 104 fever and whatever else. So I'd be very happy to – I take the blame for that, and, and I have make no apologies for it either. You know, I would, and, and I, I bet my wife would agree with you. Yes. So uh, that's uh, – I guess on behalf of my family, uh, it's appreciated. All right. Although, if I was delirious with 104 fever, how, you, you can't say that wouldn't make for an entertaining show. 
<laughs> Maybe we're onto something. I mean, you know, considering some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth when I'm quote unquote healthy, if my brain was fried, I can't imagine where those conversations would go. It would be like Tangent City, USA. But we try very hard to keep it as a family-friendly podcast, so it, maybe it's for the best. I'm family-friendly. All of my nonsense is G-rated. That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, but okay. Okay. All righty. I did mention that it was our birthday, and you put it out on Twitter and on our Facebook page, and we appreciate all the warm well wishes and uh, shares and likes that we got for that information that we put out there. So, yes, this past week our podcast did turn two, and, you know, two years is, look, there's plenty of podcasts out there that have been doing this a lot longer than we have. And there's plenty of podcasts that have been doing it a lot less with a, a lot larger listener base than we have. <laughs> but I can honestly, and, and I definitively will speak on behalf of James here, maybe a little presumptuous, but I'm going to do it anyway. We are very proud of the body of work that we put out in this podcast. And we are incredibly grateful to you, our listeners, for sticking with us and helping hit the deck to be what it is. So I'm not going to make this a long you know, sappy thing, but we're happy with where we are. We'd, we'd love to grow, of course, but we're very happy with what we're doing and we're very thankful for you for allowing us to do it. So, you know, it's a, it's a group effort. Good job, team. Yeah, it really does speak to the community of deck hockey and really specific thank you to uh, Jeremy Laws, which we'll get into that in the future, and our brand new best friend that we just interviewed or we will be interviewing in this podcast too. And uh, don't just really give the opening game up the away, door. James. Yeah, just opening up the door to a whole new world <laughs> of deck hockey in this beautiful country of ours, the U.S., and even up north in Canada, where they know hockey better than anybody else in the world. A new fantastic point of view. I'm not flying on a magic carpet, but if I did have that 104 fever, I might be. So should we jump right into it? That's probably a good idea. And in fact, we should probably introduce ourselves just so they know who is spewing this nonsense and who they can expect to hear from. So um, let's say we jump right into our starting lineup. Okay? Okay. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my stupendous co-host... <laughs> on defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi, and special guest with us tonight. I'm Kevin Frost. I play defense, and I'm number 13. Welcome, Kevin. We're, we're very happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Big fan. Well, thank you. I dare say likewise, because we, <laughs> we well, I can't speak for James, although given yes, you can. the research that I, I know he does and the conversations we've had about your league in preparation for this interview, I, I know that I think both of us really respect what you've done there in uh, the Raleigh Street Hockey League as uh, the, I guess, the, the person who runs it. And so... We really, we're, we're glad to have you on the podcast, and we're excited for the opportunity to talk to you about the league. Great. I appreciate it. Again, uh, uh, big fans of the podcast and big fan of the community of hockey and ball hockey itself. So it's a lot of fun to see you guys like you doing something like this and doing a podcast for it. I mean, the more you can spread the word about ball hockey, uh, the better. Yeah, Amen to that. Thank you. And I'm going to stop you right there because we 
cannot wait to talk to you. But first, we have just a tiny bit of business to take care of. And for that, I shall rely as ever on James. James, could I impose on you to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? I'd be happy to. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's just one thing. Raleigh Street Hockey League. As you heard, the co-general manager of the RSHL, Mr. Kevin Frost, drops in to tell us all about his great deck league. Their website alone is impressive enough and looking forward to hearing about the league itself. Yep, Mr. Jeremy Laws of the Columbus Deck Hockey Association gets the assist for initiating this interview too. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. And thank you, Kevin, for being on the podcast. We would love to pick your brain. So uh, let's do that, shall we? Sounds good. Okay. All right, Mr. Frost, let's just jump right into this. North Carolina is a great state for sports, of course, it being the birthplace of NASCAR and pro wrestling royalty led by Ric Flair himself. But hockey, baseball, golf, and college basketball all flourish there, too. So the first part of this question, sir, is uh, how did you inherit the Raleigh Street Hockey League? Well, the RSHL was started in 2001 by J.C. Rumbla and a small group of guys. They played on an outdoor court. It was a place called the Rec Zone. Uh, it actually had a outdoor court outside. It was, it was pretty beat up. Uh, you know, there was some good cracks in there. You could get some some good bumps off the ball and everything. <laughs> but indoor was actually an ice hockey rink, and um, it's where the Carolina Hurricanes have been practicing for all these years. They redid it and renamed it, and unfortunately, we lost that court too. But so they pretty much just we started there. I wasn't there for the beginning of it. I moved to Raleigh from Massachusetts in 2007. I uh, joined the league shortly after I came down. I actually hadn't even played ball hockey before, really. I was I was more of an ice hockey guy. And when I came down, uh, I was looking to get back into hockey after some years. And uh, I was looking around, and ice hockey is pretty expensive. And I found these guys. So after a few seasons of playing with them, I started my own team. And then I was helping out the league with the website. And I was helping out with tournaments for JC. And then he retired in 2012. He kind of started moving a little further and further away from Raleigh. Made it a little more difficult. I think he's got like eight kids or something like that at this point. So he was a busy man. (laughs) So he turned the league over to me and Brian Hooks. So we actually co-run the league. Brian's a great guy. He takes care of the referees. He does the financing. And he actually organizes the traveling tournament team we have, uh, Raleigh Thunder. So there's a lot to do in this operation. So it's great to really be able to split it up. I take care of the website. I do the scheduling. I take care of new players, new teams that come into the league. And we're kind of a self-run league. So we actually have players that help with refing, they help with scorekeeping, and they do a lot of the social media stuff that you see us all on. So it's it's really a big community of all really dedicated ball hockey guys that make this league run. You know, uh, I mean, I understand that I'm kind of out there with my name out there, but it's certainly not me at all making the league run. I mean, guys like Brian Hooks have to, you know, show up every week and, and ref for six hours. Mm. You know, we got other players that ref for six hours. We actually have our great Facebook guy, Stan. His wife actually does a lot of the scorekeeping. So, you know, my wife helps run the Ironman tournament that we have coming up. So it's like, it's just a great thing. It's a great group of people that do a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, that that's pretty much how I inherited. We started from a small group of guys playing, you know, out, out in the outside little rink there 
and now we're about 200 players. Uh, we're about three divisions. We got 13 teams total right now. So it's a lot of fun. It's grown big time. Do you? Sorry, you you mentioned that he's out there refing for six hours. Do you only play once a week, or do you break it up? Yeah, we do league games one night a week, and then we do a pickup on a Thursday night. So oh, nice. we like to mash it all into one day. It's always Sunday evening. It's always one day. It's consistent, you know, and uh, sure. yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fantastic. Like the saying says, it takes a village, but that's just a gr- prime example of the deck hockey family that uh, everybody's a part of. So really excellent, excellent job on all parts there. So is it a challenge to maintain the deck ball hockey league with so much of the competition as previously mentioned? Uh, You know, most of the players from our league are transplants from other areas. So uh, a lot of people from the Northeast that have come down, they've played deck hockey and ball hockey all their life growing up as kids and adults. So it's really not hard. It's, It's more, there's a lot more people coming, seeking us out than us seeking out players and i feel the people that come and seek us out kind of stick around more because they've already got a passion for the game we, we do get a lot of new players that come in and try it out and enjoy it but i think the majority is other people that have already played but we also get a lot of other people that cross over from sports i mean really some of our best players also play ice hockey mm. and especially soccer soccer is pretty big down here and and lacrosse and those guys crossover sports really really well yeah i have a my cousin plays with us occasionally and he's a big soccer guy and he hardly ever plays ball hockey but when he does he's really good because he can move the puck in very unique ways and he can be all over the place and and just he has a great sense of positioning so i I can see how that crossover is is there absolutely (laughs) yeah because you do need good footwork in deck hockey so that's pretty cool ball hockey so the final part of this question is you know minor league hockey has done so well in north carolina since the late 50s for people who may not know and once the hurricanes deservedly came to be in 1997 and i realized that you weren't there at the time but how much of an influence do you think the hurricanes and their especially 06 cup have to do with the success of the rshl if at all oh i think it's huge I think it really helped out. There's a lot of ice hockey rinks in the area because of the hurricanes coming up. We have about six, I would say, just in close proximity to the to the Raleigh area. We actually have a team made up from the Carolina Hurricanes staff. So they've had a team with us for about 10 years now. Oh, wow. They're on Twitter. They, they're a lot of fun to follow because a lot of, I think, their social media guys come in and kind of run their own Twitter accounts too. So they're a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, they're a great team and they've always been around. So, I mean, just right from that, the guys that literally work for the Carolina Hurricanes uh, have a team with us. I'm curious. I've, I've seen some of your videos and we'll get to that shortly, but I've seen some of the videos of your games and I've noticed that there's a big Hurricanes banner there in the facility where you play, are they associated at all with that facility, or is it just kind of a representing the home team sort of thing? It's more representing the home team. Okay, cool. And a, a little follow-up. Do you still get to play with your uh, <laughs> your running the league duties or, or co-running the league duties? Do you still get <laughs> a chance to actually get out there and be on a team? Of course, yeah. That's what makes it the most fun is I do all this work so I can get out there and play. You nice. know? Which and, team are you uh, on just so you can uh, you know, rep your your team i am the captain of the lock monsters the uh lock monsters name originates because i'm from lowell massachusetts okay. uh where the carolina hurricanes affiliate team the lock monsters were located for some time sometime i'm not sure when the exact 
years were, but they were there and, you know, they used to hand out free tickets all the time. So me and my uh, future wife used to go and, and, and watch them have a blast. And, you know, we had some great nights watching those teams play. So when we moved down here, it seemed kind of fitting that I could name the team something that was a little bit Massachusetts and a little bit Raleigh. Excellent. Perfect. I'm glad to hear that you're able to play because that would be a real shame if you're allowing other people to have the the fun of deck hockey meant prohibiting your own enjoyment of it. So that that's great to hear. No, sometimes I play too much, so <laughs> <laughs> I try to help out every team where I can. You know, so if they need a sub, I'll, I'll jump in and help them play. And it is a big league. There's a lot of teams. And, you know, James and I really, we appreciate that you go to all the trouble to keep this thing going so a lot of people can have the opportunity to play. But what we really appreciate, what, what we really think is very cool and how you stand out, your league stands out from the other ones, is uh, the fact that you have a great website with lots of information and the YouTube channel which features games of the week. So it, it features regular games played in the RSHL. And there's play-by-play, -play, there's different camera angles, it's, it, you know, the, the scoreboard, replays, it's great production value. It's really, I've been watching a bunch of games just because I enjoy it. You know, it's fun to watch. If you're a hockey fan, it's a great time. And I think the opportunity to play in a league like that is really a good way to kind of promote if nothing else to your friends and family say hey this is what i'm you know spending my time on it's pretty cool <laughs> absolutely yeah the gentleman who does it daniel wilson he was actually he's a goalie in the league oh really and yeah and i know you're obviously a goalie so and do some play-by-play -play, so maybe there's a common connection there <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he started filming some games a couple years ago when the GoPros came out. Some guys mm -hmm. would show up on the rink and you know stick them on their helmets or sure. stick them in the back of the nets. Uh, a lot of goalies were doing that to kind of watch their own play. They would stick it in the back of the net, mm -hmm. and that way they could kind of critique their own goaltending during the game. But so he started filming them. You know, it, it's grown from some simple footage. He had just a little camera, and he would sit in the penalty box, kind of scrolling side by side and doing the commentary. You know, we started getting some GoPros to put them up on the two ends of the rink, so you could get a little better coverage and, and you know get that real-time feel uh we've really like you know messed around with some different angles trying to find some different ways to make it you know look great and sure. and how to really catch all the action but yeah now it's it's come a long way and now it's a multi-camera you know big to do every week he does a great job of it and yeah he does the rs we call it the rshl game of the week yeah so he'll come down and we'll try to pick up uh, you know, we'll try to get every team at least once during the season. Obviously, during the uh, playoffs, we get, you know, a little bit we'll we'll film maybe two games or, or something like that and obviously do all three games for mm -hmm. finals. But, yeah, he's he's absolutely phenomenal doing it. It's a, it's a labor of love for him, just like you guys podcast. I mean, he, he loves doing it. So he's out there every week. He's always doing new things to improve with the footage and the commentary. Uh, you know, he, he's even asking us, you know, each team. All right. So. You know, what do you want for your goal horn? You know, every time you score a goal, he'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll put in our own special goal horn that we mm -hmm. picked and stuff. So, yeah, and there's a goal uh, song for each team, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I assume uh, all that's added in post. but um, uh, Yes, yeah, we put all that stuff in. But he does the commentary during the game? Absolutely. That's 100% him live. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of fun when you, even when you're sitting on the bench playing the game. <laughs> I'm sure. And, and he'll, get, he'll get fired up on a great save or a great goal. You know, and you can hear him screaming, going nuts in, in the penalty box. It's, does, a, it's a lot of fun. Does he also film? Is he also the cameraman? 
while it's going on or does he have help with that no no he's the cameraman too he's the one panning side to side with his camera at center ice and then uh he's got his little tablet that he can um control the gopro cameras to make sure they're running i mean he's also checking stats you know live time and you know all this stuff so it's it's phenomenal the way to do it it's it's really fun to watch him do it you know even during the game as much as it, as fun as it is to watch the game on YouTube so that's a really that that's great that's awesome i a lot of respect <laughs> like from from one kind of production guy to another there's a lot of respect there for what he's able to accomplish i'm curious is this the youtube channel that you have now the the way you promote the games of the week and stuff is that kind of was that a vision of yours from the beginning that you're finally able to realize or is it just kind of a happy accident honestly it's way better than i thought it would be and it's come a long way it's such a great way to watch the games if you can't be at the rink you know, if you miss your team's game for something and, and you know, and you want to be like, well, what happened? What happened? I missed the game. Sorry. You know, you, if you film that week, you know, you can watch the game, you know. And like you said, people are always commenting us like, hey, you know, my family can watch the game, you know, and, and my, my brothers and sisters, you know, and parents can watch the game out of state because they couldn't make it. You know, they could show like, hey, look, I'm legitimately playing hockey all the time. And, you know, they could <laughs> keep up with the games and everything. One of the great things I think about the channel, too, is it's a great way, you know, not only to just share the videos, but it's a great way to archive all the games, all yeah. the championship games, too. And like on our website, what I've tried to do on the website is really keep the history of the league and how many times teams have won it. Mm. You know, we always take a team picture with the winning team, but now we're able to add a video, you know, with that to say, well, here's the championship team and here's the actual game that you get to watch and say, you know, oh, wow, you know, three, four years ago that game happened and that, you know, that was awesome. So you can rewatch the championship winning games. You know, I have to sheepishly admit that I've gone back and watched a couple of (laughs) our own championship games. You know, you gotta, you gotta relive the glory days sometimes. I think we all do. That's, that's, uh, that's a common conceit. I think (laughs) I'm curious, did that, have you found that there's been more interest in your league? Has it improved since you began streaming these games regularly or has it just kind of, stayed the same level no i I absolutely think it's it's become a lot better it's easily accessible i think one of the best ways that we've been able to utilize it is to you know explain what we do because a lot of people that don't maybe don't know about deck hockey or ball hockey they don't understand that it's hockey and sneakers right (laughs) i mean that's the biggest problem right (laughs) there's always also it's you know it's roller hockey no it's ball hockey we play in sneakers so we're we're out there running around you know, we got our sneakers on and, and we're playing hockey. So we can now when we're trying to get people in the league or somebody is new to the league, we can just say, hey, watch these videos on YouTube. This is what we do. And it's even been good enough that we can say, all right, well, what division do you think you're in? <laughs> you know, here, here's our upper division. Here's our lower division. Watch some of these games. And where do you think you fit in? You know, because a lot of times new guys will come to the league and we can't necessarily find out where they belong. Right. Some guys can't make it out to a pickup, you know, or, or something like that. And they, some guys only want to play, you know, league games. So it's like, well, if I don't know you, I don't know where you belong. Right. Watch this, you know, figure out where you belong and we can find a team for you. Do you have any kind of open scrimmage or draft for those situations? Or is it just kind of you put them on whatever team needs an extra guy? 
usually that we try to keep it fair and you know before the season i ask all the teams like which guy you know who needs guys this year mm-hmm. or, or this season and you know you can kind of base it on the previous year so you know, basically, if a team didn't win any games the previous year, <laughs> they're going to get, you know, any new players that come in or sure. any good new players that come in. And it, you know, it just kind of works its way up. So mm-hmm. we, we try to keep it as fair as possible for new players coming into the league, you know, seeking us out. And then obviously the best way is word of mouth from players themselves. So when a player goes out and gets a guy, you know, obviously they can just join their team because, you know, you, you always want friends playing together. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Do you ever find people who've wildly overestimated their skills? <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens way more often than you would think. Yeah. Uh, okay. The telltale is always the email address because if I have somebody that sends me an email from like biggest Canes fan ever or like <laughs> biggest Ranger fan, yeah. you know, at whatever.com, mm-hmm. you're always like, oh, well, well, this guy must know hockey, right? And right. he must be good. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, nine times out of 10, those aren't the best guys that come into the league, right. you know? Well, but you know, we, we, have, we have a division for him, so. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well done. And uh, yeah, and speaking of your fine production and the rules and ins and outs of uh, Raleigh Street Hockey, um, you do a great job giving all of that vital information on how players may join the Raleigh Street Hockey League on your website, as we just said, RaleighStreetHockey.com. And there's a brief video hosted by Mr. Daniel Wilson that explains it all very nicely. And for the ball hockey player listening now who may find him or herself in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, would you mind please telling us how we could sign up if we uh, wanted to join the RSHL? I mean, it's simple. You just you can go to our website. You can shoot us an email, or you can even show up at our weekly pickup on Thursdays. Our pickup is open to everybody. You know, you just show up, bring a white and black shirt. Don't ever bring a gray because right. uh, you won't <laughs> be allowed in. <laughs> and then uh, you know, it, that's what I, I try to get or try to tell new players or guys that are coming into league. Just hey, come out to a pickup. You know, we can assess where we think you belong. We can assess how you feel about the game. You know, I want to make sure that you're committed to the game before I put you on a roster. So, right. you know, come out. Let's make sure you're, you're you're serious about this. Let's make sure you know all the rules and how we play before you go out and you cost the team a game because you didn't really understand the rules, you know. So, and or we put you in a division that you don't belong in. Speaking of Excellent. the rules, are there any <laughs> special RSHL specific rule modifications that you have or, or, you know, kind of house rules that you use that aren't maybe generally accepted rules out of the ordinary? I don't think so. I don't think we do anything that's really out of the ordinary. In fact, we really try to mimic the tournaments in the Northeast for consistency. That way, when we go elsewhere to play tournaments we're already using the same rules there's not much change and then any people that are transplanting that are becoming new to the league they don't have to really learn any crazy new rules so we do your standard three periods we do 14 minute periods Mm -hmm. we do a running clock to the last three minutes of the third period we play a center line offsides we do icing it's just at the top of the face-off circles and then equipment wise the rink we play in requires helmets Uh, I know a lot of ball hockey players don't wear helmets for some reason. I've hit my head enough times to know that I should probably always have a helmet on, regardless if it's required. (laughs) 
but then you know we we go with any form of shin guard or gloves so you know we've had guys out there with bicycle helmets on or lacrosse helmets so you know it doesn't necessarily have to be hockey equipment sure you know you can have a lot of guys wear shin guards they don't like the full hockey shin pads Mm -hmm. you know knee coverage and all that a lot of guys just use simple shin hockey pads which is fine if you like getting hacked in the shins you know (laughs) wear what you want (laughs) <laughs> the rest of us guys like to be protected so you know we wear we try to wear full gear but that's it we don't require any elbow pads or face shields or anything like that i mean additional equipment is is always up to you i've noticed uh, in the videos there's usually at least one female player on, on the teams is that something that you require or does it just work out that way i know there's some leagues here in new york that do require at least one female player on every team? No, we don't require that at all. We've been fortunate enough that a lot of females have been interested in, mm-hmm. in playing in the league. And we got, we, we've had a lot of really good um, players in the league, female, and it's been great. I have two daughters of my own. They love hockey. I can't wait till they can get old enough to get out there and play. I think it's a lot of fun. So, and, and and it changed the dynamic, too. I, I think it's it's good for the dynamic of playing hockey. It keeps some of these kind of macho guys calm down a little bit. You know what I mean? It kind of evens even some of them out a little bit yeah. that need to be evened out. So. But, I mean, some of these ladies are really good hockey players. Good. That's great to hear. I mean, look, I'm just we're recording this during the Winter Olympics, and the – you know, the women's American team has been, you know, basically not maybe not dominating, but they've been among the best teams in the tournament. And the men's team just lost to Slovenia. So, you know, it's it really gender is is not any kind of uh, guarantee of, of skill level. It, it should no. be. No. You know. And I actually, I enjoy the women's hockey more. I, I watch, I, I'm always watching the women's hockey. Yeah. I watch the, uh, was I've been closely following along to them. I think it's a lot of fun to watch the hockey. It's not, you know, I, I watch NHL on a consistent basis mm-hmm. and, you know, it can get kind of boring. It, it, you know, they're always kind of yeah. running the same plays. They're always doing the same thing. You can kind of anticipate what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But with the women's hockey, there's there's almost like a, a renewed passion for it. You know, it, it feels like they're more passionate about it and they play harder. They got more to prove, I yeah. feel, uh, even though they shouldn't. But, you know, mm-hmm. they seem like they have more to prove. So it's it's just I, I, to me, it's refreshing to watch it, yeah. and it's been a, a, especially fun to watch a team like USA, you know, and and even see a USA Canada rivalry going straight through there too. Oh yeah, they, you know, that's a blood feud. As a matter of fact, we have a alumni playing for the United Koreans women's ice hockey team at the Olympics this year. Randy Griffin, she's a local lady who played ice hockey in the area. She went up and played for Harvard. And then when she was down here, she played quite a few seasons with RSHL. She was actually on one of my Ironman teams. I was lucky enough to have her on there. And, nice. You know, wow. we, of, of course, we won that one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not to brag, but, you know, she hey. held us. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> she, she carried us. But, yeah, she was uh, asked to play for the newly formed United Korea women's team. It's the first time United Korea has had an ice hockey team. I don't know if everybody's been following. And... I mean, she's awesome. She has become part of their history, uh, actually, because she scored United Korea's first ice hockey goal, and and I believe only ice hockey goal at the Olympics. So she's been all over the local news. It's been great to see, like, the whole community embracing her and putting her up, you know, and, and everybody cheering for her. 
I've been sending emails back and forth with her, telling her how great she's doing and how awesome it is that she's up there. She's a really talented hockey player, and she's an even better person. I mean, she's she's super nice, and and she's she's a ice hockey coach too, so she's great to work with. She'll help you out. So yeah, she's, she's hopefully she comes back to the RSHL sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's terrific. How do you know how she got recruited? for that team yeah they her mother is korean and then i guess just through some you know people people that know people and people that know people she got an email and and the story goes that she actually thought it was it was like a spam email she thought it was fake the first time she got the email she's like no way this is real and she's you know she got recruited and you know the rest is history good for her that's remarkable yeah Uh, that, that is fantastic yeah i'll pull for her you know for them for that team that's uh, that's an incredible story. Yeah, really. All right, so that really is amazing. But uh, getting back to the, uh, I mean, dreams do come true, folks. And and deck hockey is a good means to get that way. That that that's remarkable. But um, the RSHL plays all of its games at the XL Sports World in Apex, North Carolina. Is that correct? Apex is the uh, city. That's or correct. Time? It's uh, right below Raleigh. So, I mean, we're the Raleigh Street Hockey League. We started in Raleigh. Just so happened that the rink that we play full time in is in Apex. So it's, uh, you know, five minute distance from Raleigh. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely close enough. And and are there two rinks there too? Two uh, deck rinks, actually? Uh, it's kind of a sore subject. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up. We were spoiled with two rinks for the last 10 years we played there. The new ownership came in and decided this year to make one of the rinks into a multi-use facility court. Mm. So they kind of put some green stuff over it. And, uh, you know, we're we're a self-running league. We rent the rink time. So, unfortunately, we didn't have much say in it. So where we used to be able to run two rinks on Sunday nights, mm. we now have to kind of combine it all into one. Yeah, and you're a nonprofit organization too. So anything, I mean, the fees aren't expensive either for people looking to uh, join the RSHL. And yeah, you guys just have to basically pay for the use of the rink and the referees and things like that. So uh, yeah, that, that's pretty, hopefully that doesn't hurt you too much, but sorry to hear about that. Yeah, although um, I did notice they upgraded with some ceiling netting this season. There's like, it looks like there's white nets running across the length of the rink surface. So when you get a puck up in the air, it's not like, oh, you have to worry about, oh, is it going to bounce off the ductwork or go? It just kind of bounces off the net. That's kind of cool. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, I, I think that was more to protect their lighting ah, <laughs> that they put in. They they put in some new lighting and they decided to put some netting up on top of the ceiling. And I mean, honestly, it's it's not really a, a favorite with us. We, oh, no? okay. we we used to have a lot of room there that we could, you know, kind of loop some passes, you know, and, and kind of sky some balls and get, you know, get some people running yeah, sure. and just, just hit them on the chase. But now that net gets in the way, it's a, it's a little bit lower. So... We actually, we blow the ball dead, the play dead, if the ball hits the ceiling. If it hits the side nettings, we play on just to be able to keep the clock running. But Mm -hmm. the ceiling is kind of unpredictable, and it's fluffy, so it'll hit it and kind of slow it down, and it'll land in, you know, strange places. So we decided just to keep it with with what we were doing before and just blow it dead. All right. Hey, can you do me a favor and explain how your traveling team, the Raleigh Thunder, works? I understand most of your games are played in the arena, the XL Sports World arena, but you said you have a traveling team. So how do those games work out? It's more just we assemble uh, some guys and then head to tournaments. We 
We try to do more than one a year, but it, it's kind of whittled down to mainly one this year that we travel to. We go up to Pittsburgh and play in the Street Hockey USA tournament there in April. Uh, occasionally, we've gone to Ocean City, the tournament in Ocean City. And then RSHL actually won maybe back in 2007 or so at the Sunshine Shootout in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, again, Brian Hooks runs that team. Uh, mm-hmm. He does a really good job at it. Uh, we don't We don't really do any games in the league it's more just like we get you know the the best guys we can get from the league guys who are willing to travel we put a squad together and we try to just go out and represent raleigh the best we can how many guys about do you have on that team we usually bring a full team so you know it could be anywhere between 16 something like that you know we try to bring like four lines and maybe three lines of d you know, with these tournaments, everybody gets hurt, so it's always it's always good to bring a little extra than a sure. little less. So, actually, that's a good question that I should have asked earlier. Is there a cap to the number of players on each team in the RSHL, or is it just kind of you try and divide it evenly, or how does that work? Yeah, actually, we we at one point implemented the uh, eighteen player max roster, okay, and that was to get a little bit more teams going. So you know, teams would kind of stack up on guys, sure. you know, twenty twenty plus players on a team, which you know was working out. Whereas you know, some people weren't having fun like that. Some people weren't having fun when you play in you know four lines hockey. So we tried to kind of whittle it down so everybody could have basically three lines up front four to five defensemen and a goalie you know and then you know you can carry a couple extra guys that are kind of flaky that show up for half the season (laughs) (laughs) all right well i know one roster that is very limited to six players is the roster for your upcoming ironman tournament so if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit about your ironman tournament and how that works we'd appreciate it yeah sure we've been doing the ironman tournament for about eight years now i want to say okay so we basically started just a way to change things up. You know, you want, you want to play with some different guys, play a little different format, so you're not kind of doing the same old stale game, you know, week in and week out. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we try to find out who's got the most energy and who's got the the most legs. So what we do is we play a five-on-five five with goalies, but there's no subs. So it's just you five out there on your team and with your goalie, and that's it. And then to make it a little harder, we do no offsides. And that way, you know, it's a running clock. We got a 12-minute running clock, but that's the whole game. So it's a 12-minute game running clock. So there's no time to stop. You know, you're not going to get blown down for, you know, too many offsides. And then, you know, it makes it pretty interesting. One guy could be, uh, you know, one of your forwards could be technically behind the opposing goals goalie, you know, (laughs) behind the net. And you just be sitting there waiting for someone to loop a pass around to him. So it makes for some really fast play, a lot of fun. And we even do, if there's a penalty, we just do a penalty shot. We just get it out of the way. So, you know, if you do a penalty, if you, you know, making a fraction on somebody, well, somebody's going to take a penalty shot and and it could cost you. So, but it's been great. I mean, the, the tournament's gotten bigger every year. And even this year, we have 16 teams. So I actually had to cap it off oh, yeah. beforehand, and I had to turn some teams away. So yeah. I felt bad about that. But, you know, there's only so much time we have, unfortunately, with one rink now. So mm-hmm. if I had two rinks, I probably would have, you sure. know, plenty more teams to, to have that. But, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're dealing with that as we go here. But we actually got five teams coming from out of town this year. Our good friends from the Charlotte Street Hockey League, we always mm. have tournaments with those guys. They're a lot of fun. They're bringing up some teams. We got Plainville Arena from Connecticut. 
They're another rink that has league, and they're bringing some guys down. We have a guy that plays in our league that used to play in that league, and he's got a bunch of buddies, so he's bringing them all down. So that's kind of the best part about it is you can kind of set up these little random teams with all your friends. We actually have a guy from Canada who's coming down, a, you know, a guy who was originally from Canada who moved down here. Mm-hmm. He's having this tournament. He called up his buddy. His buddy's flying down, and he's going to play too. Nice. Yeah, and then we got the guys from Eastern Shore Street Hockey League. They're coming from Virginia. And they got a great outdoor rink out there where they do all kinds of tournaments. And um, they, they have like a youth league and everything. They're really great out there. Let's see. And oh, our friend of the pod, Jeremy Laws from yes, Columbus. Yes. He was supposed to come down. We had been talking about it for a long time. And, you know, he was in. He was going to do it. But unfortunately, the date didn't work for him and his guys. Ah, well. He's got a lot of stuff he's doing up there, you know, setting up the league. So, sure. uh, unfortunately. But I know he'll be down. And he'll be down soon. So, we're trying to get a tourney going in Greensboro in late July okay. sometime, um, which is pretty close to Raleigh. So, uh, hopefully, those guys will come out there. So Yeah, you do it twice a year, correct? No, it's it's annual. So, we, we, we okay. used to do it twice a year, but it got pretty hectic so we decided to whittle it down to once a year and then we've been doing kind of like a little summer tournament just to you know do something different too and that's this sunday uh, as we record february 18th yeah actually so we're all set up ready to go this sunday february 18th it's gonna be a lot of fun we usually do it every february we try to do Mm -hmm. it every february this is kind of the best time it seems after the holidays and everything we got some great sponsors for the tournament that, that have helped out they contribute to the to the prizes we got a local sports bar called the Carolina Ale House, and um, they give us gift cards for all the winning teams. Nice. So everybody can go out and enjoy a couple beers after. <laughs> we have uh, Hagen Hockey. I don't know if you're aware of them, but uh, Hagen Hockey is an awesome ball hockey equipment company out of Pittsburgh. The guy's basically redesigning equipment specifically for ball hockey. He's making some great stuff. We've been in contact with him, and, and he's been sponsoring the tournament, so he's sending down some. He's got these like really cool vintage like Gretzky-style-looking helmets oh, oh, uh, nice. for the MVPs. It says, you know, Ironman Tournament MVP, Hagen nice. Hockey, RSHL. Wow. Uh, he's sending down gift cards for the MVP guys. I mean, it goes on. I got, I got the guys from All Black Hockey yep. Sticks. And they're a big sponsor of the league and obviously a big sponsor of the tournament. They make great sticks. It's actually one of those things where, like, you you know, you, you find their product and, and you love their product so much that you start working with the company, you know? Sure. So it's this guy, Larry, out of Michigan. He's a great guy. He basically just wanted to make some awesome sticks that were cheap, you know, for everybody. So he's got these great one-piece carbon composite sticks. They're about 440 grams, and uh, they're only 89 bucks, and they last forever it's insane so he's sending down some sticks and some some swag so everybody can take a look at it so it's it's just great it, it keep, like i said it keeps getting better and better every year we keep getting more teams from you know out of state and you know even further even out of the country people are starting to come down so it, it's it's starting to gain a lot of traction and i honestly i think it has a lot to do with the video i mean we we record the tournaments and we put them up on youtube and you know guys can see and teams can see exactly how it's run you know, because a lot of the problem with going out of state is you're wondering, well, do these guys know what they're doing? Are they running a fair tournament? You know, is it what we want to do? So, I mean, you can sit down and, and spend a few hours and watch some awesome hockey, you know, and, 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 I and have. see that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, and that running gun style is, is pretty wild and woolly, and, and it makes for some great games. So uh, I can see the appeal. And obviously this year's tournament is locked, but when do you open registration for next year's tournament? Uh, we usually start in December. Okay. Uh, I'll usually uh, send out an email to all the captains that were in there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Some people start getting in touch with me before that time just to let me know that they're interested in, in playing and you know making sure. So we usually set a date somewhere around December, okay. and then, uh, yeah, everybody can get signed up. All right. So I guess that, that's, that's great. We're looking forward to that. We are curious, though. Are these games going to be streamed at all, like, during the, the tournament, or do we just have to wait until after when Daniel puts together the, the, you know, the games package on YouTube? No, we, we don't stream them live. We, we, we've talked about that, and, you know, we probably have the capability of doing that, mm-hmm. but... I mean, Daniel's post-production is perfect. So I, I would miss all that if we streamed it live. Sure. You know? I mean, he just, I mean, just on the game of the week, he probably spends about eight hours in post-production editing right. and stuff like that. It's a real labor of love, and it's we're lucky to have him in the league, honestly. It really shows too, and that's what we really appreciate about it. it's top-notch quality. Are there so? Let's just kind of finish up here. Are there any kind of war stories or or great moments? that you can share with us from the RSHL that like really kind of the the best uh you know awesome things that happened that you can think of that that you can share with our listeners we could probably fill a whole another podcast episode on <laughs> on just some of the war stories that we have i mean there's been some great dynasties over the years we we've had some teams that are go on crazy runs we've had some great rivalries i mean there's there's always you know, if there's two teams, you know, sporting against each other, there's going to be a rivalry. So we've had our fair share of that. There's been some great upsets. I mean, uh, just recently, you know, there was some games that would seem out of reach to any normal hockey fan. You know, you're talking like a 7-2 game in the third period mm-hmm. and guys will teams will come back and they'll win in overtime. You know, we've had teams that you know, the games where their whole team is Ironman. They don't have any subs. They got five guys, and they're, they're playing against a team with, you know, 16 guys. And somehow they'll blow them out of the water. It's, it, it, you know, some of these games that happen, you know, and it's just, it, it's crazy. So that's what I think is part of the, the great part of ball hockey like this is that, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Any game, you know, there's no, there's no, oh, this is definitely going to go this way or that way happening. It's always something new, something exciting. Fantastic. The RSHL sounds like a, a league that I would like to play in. I won't speak for James, but, you know. I'm C Division, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe MC division. I don't know if I'm good enough for that. (laughs) No, but that's great. And if people, if there are other people like James and myself who would like to play in your league, how can they reach you? How, how can you be found? Oh, it's, uh, it's simple. We're just rallystreethockeyleague.com. Any search engine will, will take you to us. Uh, we're Rally Street Hockey on Facebook and on YouTube. I really suggest you, you just take a look and go back and do some back cataloging on YouTube. There's, so many fun games on there. So many like instant classic championship games. You know, Daniel always sets the mood on all those games. He'll tell you exactly where everybody is, exactly who the players to watch. 
you know, who's been winning, who's been losing. He, he builds them all up. So it doesn't matter what game you start watching, you'll know what's going on. You know, it's not just, oh, well, here you go. Here's some, here's some games to watch. He, he really sets the tone. He's, he's a great commentator. Twitter, we're at Raleigh ST Hockey. We try to, we're always posting up whenever a video comes out, we'll post it up on Twitter, let everybody know it's out so you can, you can check it out. And that's pretty much our, our main spots. Our, our, our guy Stan does a great job on Facebook. He keeps everybody posted on everything that's good. I'm not really a a big Facebook guy. So, uh, you know, like I said, we rely on other people to take care of certain aspects of it. You know, Daniel's the YouTube guy. So it's great. Aside from that, I mean, just like the sponsors I was telling you that we have, HagenHockey.com, great website for ball hockey gear. He's coming out with some goalie pads. Uh, they look pretty nice. I know you're that. a gear guy. Yeah, well, we will we will check that out and we'll link it on our Facebook page. So thanks for the tip. Yeah, no problem. Again, uh, AllBlackHockeySticks.com. And then if you're in the area, check out Carolina Alehouse. They help us out big time. They're very gracious. They even sponsor a, a team in our league. So I couldn't speak any more highly of them and you know the beer's always cold nice that's important (laughs) yes i just have one last question before we let you go since daniel does all this stuff and he's he also plays in the league is is there any video that exists of him playing of of games uh that he's in or is that he just kind of the guy who plays in the shadows and and films everyone else no no there's actually video of him because he's out there so there's been some times where people will help commentating and you know, he's, he's actually had to commentate some of his games a couple times. So, I mean, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, when, when you wear a bunch of different hats, sometimes you got to do it, but yeah. So he, I think he was the player to watch in that game too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll say this. James and I have had to do that. We've had to commentate for at least one of our games on uh we did it after the fact but commentate on a game that we played in and and we lost so being objective in that situation is it can be difficult so you know my mask is off to him (laughs) i can only imagine yeah yeah. it's hard enough watching the games that you lose i Mm -hmm. I can't imagine having to commentate them after well so be it that's <laughs> it is the cross we choose to bear so you know james is there anything else that you've got for kevin no i just sincere thanks kevin you're a fantastic guest and uh we really really are impressed with your awesome league and everything and the website and the youtube we sincerely mean that and so thank you so much for everything and best of luck with the iron man and, and the league and keep in touch uh, anything we could do to help promote we'd love to do so and uh, we're really impressed so thanks so much for joining us yeah if there's ever anything you'd like to drop in and talk about you're welcome anytime on the podcast oh excellent i, I really appreciate it again it's it's not me though it's it's a big community of ball hockey guys uh, in the rshl i, I you know I, I try to tell them every season you know after every season hey thank you mm-hmm. so much it, it's all about the guys that come out here and give their time and it's even their families you know their families have to you know put up with them going to the rink all the time so yeah, sure. you need you know you need some 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 pretty good people you know supporting you in the background too so i mean it's a, it's a great thanks to all all the people that make this happen it, it couldn't be what it is without them honestly I'm sure when we get the next tournaments coming up, I, I love to come back on and, and promote the tournament to hopefully get some more people from, you know, all your viewership and or listenership, however you'd call it. But thanks for what you guys do. It, it's it's phenomenal that you guys put out this podcast. I, I'm always looking out for 
new stuff on ball hockey and, and deck hockey uh, and uh, coming upon this podcast where you guys are promoting everybody is, is phenomenal. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate being on you. Thank you again. It's our pleasure, our sincere pleasure. And, uh, you know, good luck this weekend. Give them hell. <laughs> we'll try. All right. Kevin, really, good luck out there. And thank you again for being on the podcast. We, we sincerely appreciate it. And we wish you the best of luck with the Ironman tournament. We'll keep an eye out for the results on the YouTube channel. Keep up the good work because – I really, it's, I wasn't kidding when I said it on, uh, during the interview, I have been watching these, uh, a lot of these games and just cause I'm enjoying the competition, like the level of competition in some of these games is crazy. I've seen, there was one game where, uh, one of the teams was down like five to one in the third and you're like, oh yeah, this is, this game is over. And then the one team comes roaring back and you know, the, it suddenly it's five, four in the last minute with an empty net and they're scrambling to try and tie it up. And, oh, it, it was really, it, some of these games are really exciting. So, like, if you enjoy watching hockey, I would recommend checking out the RSHL YouTube page just to be entertained because, you know, that that Kevin was right. The level of excitement and, you know, fun that's happening that Daniel brings to the play-by-play and and just you know the level of intensity of competition it's just it's great it's just a lot of fun and if you enjoy watching hockey then you should check it out yeah really and to paraphrase our wonderful friend lavar burton i I wish he really was our friend but uh just growing up with reading rainbow i felt like he was my friend coolant Uh, leak i've got a coolant leak right yeah yeah jordy laforge too um, oh, oh, sorry. I thought that that's, I guess that wouldn't really make sense in, uh, anyway, well, that's, I, that's why LeVar Burton's one of the all time coolest people ever. I mean, reading rainbow and star Trek, the next generation, you can't top that. So anyway, you don't have to take our word for it and you could go check it out yourself, the RSHL, and we'll definitely have links to the website and the YouTube page. And you guys could see for yourselves because it's really top, top, top quality stuff. You really should. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> oh! Yeah, yeah, I deserve that. Um, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. And thank you, of course, for listening to another episode of Hit the Deck. And thank you, a big thank you, possibly the biggest thank you, to Kevin Frost of the RSHL for being our guest on this episode of Hit the Deck. Kevin, I I keep saying it, but it's worth mentioning. Again, you know, it was a great interview, and we really appreciate your giving the time and the support to hit the deck. It's it's people like you that, you know, keep this sport vibrant and healthy and keep it growing. So keep up the good work out there and we'll be pulling for you for a good tournament and beyond. Thank you. Uh, I said thank you, but I'll thank you again, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music provided to the podcast. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects used in this very podcast. And thank you to listeners just like you. In fact, you yourself, I thank for listening to the podcast. And I will also thank you to subscribe to the podcast if you like it. Subscribe on Apple Podcast or Stitcher or the Podbean app or any number of podcasting outlets that you 
like to get your podcasts from. And if we're not on that outlet, let us know and we'll try and get on there. We'll get all up ins that podcasting. And we also would, since we've given so many shout outs to the RSHL YouTube channel, and rightly so, because they, hey, they do good work over there. But, you know, I think we do some decent work on our YouTube channel as well. And it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe to that YouTube channel. And, you know, once we start bumping up our numbers over there, we can really start to do some great stuff. So let's, let's, let's make this a team effort and let's do this together. So I will ask you humbly to do that. James, is there anything I neglected to mention? Uh, no, if you want to reach out to us, of course, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The, you know the drill, Hit the Deck Pod on Twitter, Hit the Deck at Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, email Hit the Deck at gmail.com. And uh, yes, thank you so much to Kevin for joining us tonight. Thank you to the RSHL for the plugs and for promoting the podcast. We appreciate that very much. And of course, thank you to Jeremy Laws for setting the whole thing up to begin with. I love how you tell me that I haven't forgotten anything and then list off all the things that I've forgotten. So that's, uh, you know, way to pick me up there, James. I appreciate that. You uh, give me a reason to be here, so I appreciate <laughs> that. So thank you. And happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> and to you. Happy anniversary, pal. I didn't get you anything, but um, I got you a new episode of the podcast. <laughs> Mazel tov. And I couldn't ask for anything better, so all thank right. you so much. Thank you, James. And honestly, I, I, I just, I would like to leave you with this thought, whether you are playing in a traveling team or whether you are an Ironman, whether you are at a elite level or just learning the game for the first time, whatever you're doing, I would urge you always to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks everybody. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know why I'm growling at you. Ah! 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 Hit the deck! It's hockey and What is wrong with me? <laughs> My wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that's perfect.